My name is Lincoln. Thanks for joining me once again. You're listening to That's the Truth. Coming right up is the audio recording of one of our live stream services from the House of God here in Montreal. You can watch the video recording on our Facebook page, Linked with God. That's L-I-N-K-E-D, with God. Or you can head on over to our YouTube channel, That's the Truth. If you have trouble finding that page, go to youtube.com, enter That's the Truth in the search bar, click on the filter button, which you'll see a little lower to the left of the search bar, then click on the channel button where you'll see the Bible icon that identifies our channel, That's the Truth, and that should appear right on top of the list. Click on the Bible icon where you'll then have access to all of our teachings on video. Please share these links with your friends and family so they too can be blessed with the Word of God as you are receiving it right now. This is how you can help me preach the gospel of Christ, salvation for this generation. Well, let's get right to it. Get your Bibles. There's a lot to read because God has a lot to say to us. Directly from the Word of God, you're listening to That's the Truth. And I feel better, hallelujah, because now I just feel better, that's all. Praise God. Hallelujah, we're going to bring forth the Word of God. So I welcome every one of you that are listening, whatever social media platform, if we get Facebook to work on replay mode, then we'll see what happens tomorrow. But right now, this is a live stream coming from the house of God here in Montreal, and I welcome each and every one of you listening, praise God, and trust that new people, others will join us maybe for the first time, because we're going to get biblical. This is about the Bible, so if you're wondering what this is all about, we're going to talk Bible, and when you talk Bible, you talk God, because in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, the, the Bible, this is the Word, in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Hallelujah. So when I open up my King James Bible, in the beginning was the Bible, the Bible was with God, and the Bible was God. And the Bible still is, when you read the second verse, the same, because God hasn't changed. Praise God. So when we begin to read, we're going to read some Old Testament, some New Testament. I'm going to quote all kinds of scriptures anyways, throughout um, a selection from these pages, and God will be glorified. So I'm sorry we tried to, we started the program, then we cut everything off, and then we started a second time, but Facebook still is not uh, on our side, so we're not, now we're not stopping. So some of the music, if you missed the music or got the music or a little bit of the music, my apologies for that. Uh, I do want to read Psalm 38 and the first verse, it says, Rejoice in the Lord, O ye righteous, for praise is comely for the upright. Now, already that, that, that talking about community standards, that already goes against church or ecclesiastical, you know, modern Western religious, you know, beliefs and saying, oh, well, they can't, well, my Bible, I'm reading this word for word. This is how it came out of God's mouth. God expects, amen, to worship, to, for our worship today to be acceptable and well-pleasing unto him, that you need an odor of a sweet smell. Hallelujah. Praise God. Someone say Sweet. Amen. Sweet. Amen. We sing the song sometimes. I usually don't sing it, but he's sweet, I know. This is what the Bible teaches us about Jesus Christ. But when it comes to our, our sacrificing, as we offer unto God, the Bible says to offer unto God an, as an odor of a sweet smell, acceptable. A sacrifice more pleasing. Amen. But it's not the same thing that, that Abel was to offer. We're living in the New Testament. We have a different covenant. We're living under a different... A, 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 a different um, a way with the, the, the way we come to God is not 
and if I, I did not know I was going to say this, but the the um, we're going to go in, we're going to go into Genesis chapter 22 in a few minutes. We're going to talk about Abraham and he was sent on a 3-day journey to to bring his offering to God. This is not a 3-day journey. This is just you click a button you're instant. Here you are. Live streaming from the house of God. Here we are even though there's I don't know 6 inches of snow that's fallen since we got here. I thank God that we're blessed to be in the place where God God wants us to be. So going back to what I was saying, when we have a, a, um, the, our, our purpose for how God has planned, amen, God has planned our giving. It's not give the way we feel like it, amen. It's, I understand that we, don't, we give by necessity, we give to what's in our heart, but God, if God's filling up my heart, my heart is going to be in a good place. When it comes time to serve God, I'm going to be serving God the way God wants to be served. Praise God, amen. That's how my purpose is in my heart. Amen. You know what's in my heart because as soon as I open my mouth, that's what comes out. Jesus said, out of the abundance of the heart, so speaks the mouth. So as I purpose in my heart to serve God, that's why we can crank up the organ. That's why, you know, we can sit down. I walk out saying, nah, you know what? I preach for two hours in French. I'm too tired, but it says symbols and high sounding symbols. Amen. So until Emma Grace gets old enough to sit there and join us on the drums, amen, I had to play. So Emma Grace, you're coming, your turn is coming up soon. Amen. And Naomi, where'd Naomi go? And Matt's this too. We have young drummers that are coming up. Amen. So between their homework and learning drums, we're going to have some drums going soon. Praise God. And I can come out and just preach. Praise God. But when the Bible says that, you put some effort because it says all your heart, all your soul, all your mind. Amen. All your body, all your effort. Amen. God deserves this. When I look at Jesus Christ, he didn't go halfway to the cross. He wasn't halfway up Golgotha, you know, dragging wood and blood come pouring out of wherever they had wounded him and plucked, you know, from his chin and, and saying, oh, you know what? I think I've done enough. You know, maybe the cross can go halfway up Golgotha because I'm here. Why do I have to take it all the way to the top of the hill? That's where it had to go. That's where Jesus took it. And I thank someone say, thank you, Jesus. I thank God that Jesus, amen, was able to fulfill the will of God. Hanging on the cross, amen, nails through his hands and his feet. And he said, it is finished. Praise God. Hallelujah. Well, unfortunately for you and I, we're not finished. We got, we got some more to do. We got a ways to go. And I thank God today, praise God, for the time, the effort, and the opportunity. The opportunity, praise the Lord, brother. Amen. The opportunity that we have, again, to be in God's house and to serve God. The Bible says, great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. Amen. The Bible also teaches us that he is worthy. Amen. To be praised. Jesus came along and he gave us a definition of the worship that he is looking for, that God is looking for. And he said, true worshipers, this is how they worship. So I thank God today, even though we have the organ, we have the stringed instruments, we're clapping our hands. I trust that at home, I don't know how much time you had, but you had enough time to clap your hands and enough time to um, uh, dance, get your feet off the ground and, and move and, and, sh and display the life that is in you to give God the praise and to give God the glory. Hallelujah. So this is what we're doing here. We're trying to, um, we may be separated by distance, but with this technology, we can send the organ your way. We can send the guitar your way. We can send the singing your way. We can send the, the new song, amen, the Bible says to praise him. And as I just finished reading here, this first verse in the, in the, in the Psalm uh, 65, was it? Where uh, 30, 35, Psalm 
39, let me get the numbers right. Psalm 39, rejoice in the Lord, O ye righteous, for praise is comely for the upright. Praise the Lord with harp, sing unto him with the psaltery and an instrument of ten strings. Uh-oh, six. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Blessed be his holy name. Let's all stand. Hallelujah. If you don't have an instrument, you can use your mouth, the fruit of your lips, to give God praise, to give God thanks. And we're going to put our hands up. We're going to look up to the hills from whence cometh our help. Our help cometh from the Lord. Praise God. And I know some of you are making your adjustments, saying, I'm so used to listening on Facebook. If a sister or brother needs help, just get in touch with one another so they can click on links. And um, so we can use this technology and everybody can be assembled together with the saints. Praise God. Our hands are in the air. Amen. As we have received this exhortation. Hallelujah. This the comfort that we do have today from the Holy Ghost. Praise God. And that we can come into, a, into the presence of God and not be denied. Amen. Not be refused. Not be, amen. God, he, he gave us promises. He says, when you come, he says, that, that there may be meat in my storehouse. So that's what we bring our tithes and we bring our offerings. And we, we can stand today in, in, a, in a building that's not empty. And I thank God for that. Praise God. Hallelujah. The Old Testament and New Testament. Amen. I thank God that today we can be found in the presence of God. We can be found with an assembly. Hallelujah. Because if we weren't assembled, well, then there would be no guitar player. Because I'd be at home in my kitchen and there'd be no guitar player. So we assembled and the guitar player assembles with the organ player. Amen. And the guitar, my brother was singing in French. So my brother had to assemble and drive through the snow to get here and stand. He had to assemble. This is what, this is why we assemble. Hands up. Amen. Still coming to God. We assemble so that when we pray in one accord, true worshipers. And I thank God for that. Praise God. Amen. Some of you may be assembled with your family that are just like a thousand feet from your house. So, and then you're, you know, parents and children are just, you know, so closely together in your communities, but you're not in the same room, but we're assembled together. One heart, one mind, one soul, one baptism. Praise God. One way, one truth, one life. Jesus Christ and him crucified. This is who we lift up today. Hallelujah. This is who we magnify and thank God for today. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. I thank God today for that gift of God, which is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. God gave. Thank your Father in heaven. Our Father in heaven, we give you the praise. We give you the glory. We give you the honor. We worship you today for what you have given us. For what we have received from you, by you. And today, I thank God that the, the, we, we turn the pages in our Bible and, and some, of those, some of those words go way back to the man of God, to the woman of God. But I thank God today that you have not changed. We're here serving you. We're here because of your purpose. We're here because of your way. We're here because of your will. And I thank God today that it, it, it's not, it's, time, is not an, time is not a factor. Because in the beginning was the Word and the Word was God and the Word was God. And I thank God today the same, praise God. We walk in that sameness today because you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. And I thank God today that we, that we can have, I pray that my brothers and sisters, that we can have this faith, that we can acknowledge who you are, and that we not only can we believe it, but we can accept it and we can receive it for as many as receive him shall receive the power to become sons of God, children of God. And today as we praise, as we have read, amen, that praise, it's a good thing to, serve, to praise you. It's a good thing 
that the organ is playing, that the guitar is playing, that the cymbals have been struck, that our hands have been hit, hit together, that our mouths have been opened to shout unto you. It's a good thing to give you praise. And we read that you will inhabit the praises of your people. And I thank God today that we are not somewhere on the outside, but we are on the inside as we, as we, as we form this fellowship today in your presence. I thank God for that blessing which belongs to all my brothers and sisters as we come together little bit of an issue with the technology, but the Spirit is going to bring us together now in Jesus' name. And there'll be scripture verses, there'll be edifying, there'll be exhortation, there'll be the comfort of the Holy Ghost in each and every one of us today in the name of Jesus. From the youngest listening to the very oldest and every one of us in between, it's going to be blessing after blessing, Lord, because you are Praise God. Hallelujah. You are, the, the blessings come from you. Daily loading us with benefits, we shall praise you forevermore. I thank God for that blessing which we do have today. As we seek first the kingdom of God, all these things shall be added unto us. And I thank God today, Lord, that we have, seeking for the kingdom, we have found the kingdom. Praise God. It lieth within us. Uh, amen. It's a sound mind. It's peace. It's power in the Holy Ghost that we do have today. And I give you all the praise and the glory. This is making us of who, you, who we are, as you have called us out, as you have separated us, I thank God today that we can stand once again, hallelujah, standing, praise God, where you have allowed us to stand. And having done all to stand, we're still standing. Whatever comes against us, we're still standing. In fact, we stand fast in the liberty wherewith Jesus Christ has made us free, not again to be entangled with the yoke of bondage. And I thank God today, praise God, for each and every one of my brothers and sisters, whatever their circumstances, wherever they are, at work, in their houses, young children, young people, in Jesus' name, that the Spirit of the living God find, amen, where they are at today. Let them make your presence real unto them. Let them realize that God is not dead. You're not dead, but he is alive and he lives in me. Jesus Christ is not dead, but he is alive today, Lord, as we make, as we shout, as we make these announcements, as we glorify you and as we bring forth the, this gospel of Jesus Christ, wherewith we are not ashamed of it, because it has given us life. It has brought us salvation. It has given us today. It has made us who we are, for you have made us, not we ourselves. Thank God we can be the sheep of your pastor, Lord, in Jesus' name. I thank God for the word of God which we have so close to us, written on the fleshly tables of our heart, as we get whether to read, as we get come together to read some examples. It will be a blessing unto us, praise God. I pray that ears are open to hear. I pray that eyes are open to see. I pray that our hearts are open to receive your word, which is which is which is life to us. It's spirit to us. It's, it's make it meaningful by the Holy Ghost, by the leading of the Holy Ghost today that will lead us and guide us into all truth, praise God. We will have an understanding. This is not a mystery. Lord, you, there's nothing, amen, that is being hidden from us. This is the, the, the deep riches, praise God, that belong to us in Jesus' name because we have the eyes to see. It's not hidden from us, praise God. We're blessed because we have eyes to see. We're blessed because we have ears to hear. We're blessed today because our heart will perceive what is true in Jesus' name. Lord, 
Some of us need a touch in our bodies. Whatever the circumstance is, I pray for all each of my brothers and sisters without naming a name. You can, Spirit of the living God, touch them right now where they're at. Be the youngest, be a child in the crib or teenager or be the oldest person. Some in their, in their 90s, Lord, from the top of their head to the sole of their feet. Bless them going in and bless them going out. Bless their bread and water and they shall be blessed. Some of us need to move. Some limbs aren't working. Some organs aren't working. But now in Jesus' name, work in Jesus' name. Praise God. Blood flows. Muscles move. In the name of Jesus, Lord, I thank God that this blessing belongs to every single child of God today. And I pray that we fall, we not fall short. This is not, I'm not praying for 30. I'm not praying for the 60-fold. I'm not even praying for the 90-fold. But 100, the 100-fold in Jesus' name. It's a blessing right now in my brother's life, in my sister's life, wherever they are. Even on the French side, if they don't understand a word I'm saying, the Holy Ghost will make a difference in their life right now. In Jesus' name. Devil, you're a liar. You're the one that's losing out right now. You're losing ground in Jesus' name. I thank God today the victory belongs to us as we have chosen life. And if we have chosen life to live that life, and along with the choice that we have made, God says, when you choose life, I will bless you this way. And Lord, we expect nothing short of your word. I thank God today, praise God, as my brothers and sisters have their hands hands up as they look up from whence come at their help and they're saying thank you Jesus thank you Jesus hallelujah forevermore Lord praise God anoint this message as it's about to come forth I thank God today as we open up the word of God it will not be done in vain we will not fall short I come against any famine any opposition that may exist in this world because greater is he that is in us than he that is in this world Lord the victory amen no weapon that is being formed shall prosper in Jesus name praise God order our steps in the Lord. Praise God. Hallelujah. Blessed be his holy name. In Jesus' name, Lord, I pray. Amen. Hands are still up at home. Praise God. I want you to give God the praise and the glory. Honor him. Praise God for who he is and what he's done. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Praise his God. Praise God. Praise his holy name. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Hallelujah. All the days. Keep your hands up, Lord. In Jesus' name, I pray that my brothers and sisters will be blessed. Amen. Their hands are up. Praise God. They can receive from you. Amen. As my sister ministers on the organ, praise God all the days. We're thankful in everything, giving thanks. In Jesus' name, praise God. Hallelujah. Praise his holy name. All the days. Hallelujah. Let's be thankful. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank 
thankful all the days. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, thank you, Jesus. Thank you all the days. All the days of my life. Blessed be his holy name. Amen and amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. You may be seated only if you have a Bible in your hands. I'm talking to you at home. Everybody in front of me has a Bible in their hands. I will permit them to be seated in the presence of the holy God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. I'll wave it. Amen. Don't be ashamed. Praise God. Good to see you, my brother. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. So at home, I'm insisting again, saying, what's this guy talking about? Amen. That's how important, how it's critical to have the Word of God. You want to get to know God? Amen. Know your Bible. Praise God. Amen. You want to know God's thoughts? Know your Bible. Amen. You know, I was raised in religion. Nobody knows how God thinks. Well, uh, we kind of do. If, you, if you've been reading all about God, amen. That's why I thank God today, between the Old Testament and the New Testament, praise God, we can find out about God. Amen. You want to know the will of God? Know the Word of God. Hallelujah. This is going to make a difference, amen, in our lives, make a difference on, on how even you and I process, you know, what, what is happening in this world, what's happening all around us. Sometimes, I, I know there's some things I can't process. I just sit there and think, what is going on? And then passages of the scriptures come. Amen. The Spirit of God, through his word, allows me to reflect on what God has primarily purposed in his heart, in the direction that we follow, the direction that we go, the direction that we have taken, and it's godly directed. 
Hallelujah. The Bible says the steps of a good man are ordered of the Lord. And we're going to read about a good man by the name of Abraham, how his steps were ordered of the Lord. For today, this message will encourage us. So I'd like to have everybody um, gather together. It's a blessing, praise God, to read your comments and to be um, and to see uh, brothers and sisters online. Some of you we've never met, and we just have texted or emailed back and forth. You, some, you're sending your offerings. We've never met. I thank God for the. Um, for the confidence that you put into being, showing up every Sunday, saying, I know there'll be word. I know there'll be preaching. I know there's a preacher sent. So the preacher, a sent preacher will preach. This is what you read in Romans chapter 10. So I thank God that, you know, our offerings allow us, you know, to have, you know, a camera and, and laborers. I guess if we had more laborers, we could have more cameras. Or, but one but that, what's important is the words. I don't need, you know, the angle. I don't need my good side on film or whatever. I just need, you just get to see me and, and I can stand and, and preach through the inspiration or the authority which is given me through the Spirit of God, through the, you know, with the, the uh, anointing of the Holy Ghost and to bring forth the Word of God that, that brings um, unity to the body of Christ and, it, and allows the body of Christ to be strengthened. And the, the Bible says, if you read the 10th verse in Ephesians chapter 6, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. And when we look for his strength and God's ability to do things, I mean, there are things that we can do or we can accomplish on our own or with our own, uh, our own ability. But with God, I thank God, nothing shall be impossible. There's something that we need to understand and we need to look at. Young people, wherever you may be in life, if you're pre-teenage or teenage years or whatever, with God, have this thought in mind where you will be with God. You will be a teenager with God. Amen. You will be, or if you're a preteen, if you're 10, 11, 12, with God, or six and seven listening, with God. Amen. The saints in Rimby come to mind. Amen. Some young folks in, in sitting in, in, that, in that household. And be a, uh, as I said, a, a young man or a young woman with God. Hallelujah. Young adults, even if you're in college or in university, with God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, uh, if I'm with God, I'm not with anybody else. Well, if you're with God, you form a majority. That's all, it, that's all you need. Amen. God is all. I, I mentioned this last week. God is all you need. God is all I need. And I thank God today. Praise God. Once you have God. I mean, some, some people thrive for the blessing. And they just want, you know, what has been created. The Bible will give you a teaching and understanding not to go after what has been created. And it could be like money or food or cars or houses or whatever, boats, whatever. All these things are created. But the Bible teaches us not to have a heart or desire for the things created, but for the creator. And this is where it makes a difference that we can have. Amen. Even Jesus said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness Hallelujah. And all these things shall be added unto you. So I'm not saying that we go through this earth. I mean, we're going to look at a man that was very blessed, Abraham. And um, if you want to turn to your Bibles in Genesis chapter 22, we'll get there in a couple minutes. But just to have, um, just to get you ready, get your Bibles, get your Bibles, because this is where we're going to read from. 
And I want you to have in your heart and in your mind, as I already mentioned, know your Bible, you get to know God, know God's thoughts, because I know, you know, I know God's thoughts because I know his word. Praise God. I know his heart because when he speaks, I know his heart. Praise God. From the abundance of the heart, so speaks the mouth. Hallelujah. And we've been looking at uh, the word of God as far as being um, set and as far as being set apart, as far as being settled. We looked at last week how God, he, he preps us. He, he sanctifies. God, God does something to you and I that allows us to be who God wants us to be. And I know we looked at this in the French and where in Ephesians chapter 2, it's verse 2, where the word first, uh, first comes, uh, where it's first mentioned, it shows up, I think, two or three times in the, in the English language. And for the life of me, I can't think of the English word. Ephesians chapter 2. My Bible was there. In time past. There it goes. In time past... Uh, verse 2 and verse 11, it says, because um, we checked it in French, where in French it said, autrefois, which is exactly other times. If I'm going to read, because I have it here in front of me, the King James, Ephesians chapter 2 in the second verse, it says, wherein in time past ye walked according to the course of this world. When? Some of you said this morning, well, <laughs> I know this morning is in time past, but it's not, that's not very long. You better... Make a step in the right, step into the light and walk in the light while there is light. See, some people don't believe this. You go, I meet so many people today and I'm still, I'm still a sinner. I still drink. I still haven't conquered this in my life. They have different ways. The, the way it's projected or the way it's taught in church. See, the issue is last week I mentioned, I was laughing this week. I think I heard the preaching in English three times and once in French this week. And, and, um, I mentioned when it rears its ugly head behind the podium, you know, when, 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 when it's lies, when it's contradiction to what the word, to what God has already said, to what, what has already been written, this is where we need to put ourselves in a position saying, I can't allow this to bring defeat. When I mention that God has separated us, amen, to, to, in order to be sanctified, we need to be separated. And when God separates me, he doesn't separate me to, to, to be defeated. I'm not separated from a certain because I'm defeated. Amen. Because I'm useless because I'm no good. Amen. Yeah, I was the guy who was last picked when they had this. I don't think they do that anymore because it, it's, it makes people feel bad. But yeah, I felt bad in school because when they were picking teams, you know, the, you'd pick the odd. Uh, how, does it, how does it work? Yeah, I was, the, I, was, I was always like the last guy to be picked on the team. Oh, yes, we're stuck with Lincoln. You know, so it was like I was being separated as, yeah, he can't play ball. Yeah, he can't hit a ball. He can't chase a ball. He can't do whatever. So I remember that. But when God separates me, it's not to be the last pick. It's to become the first pick where the Bible says, Yo, God gave us the promise where you'll always be the head and you'll never be the tail. Amen. He said, you'll always be on top and you'll never be on the bottom. Amen. This is Deuteronomy 28. This is God picking his people. Amen. God picked. God picked the people. God says, uh, Ethiopia, nope, sorry. God says, Syria, nope, sorry. We read where God overlooked certain countries that had a lot more people. They had a lot more. Maybe there was, there was, there is, there was like warrior blood flowing through their veins. But God looked around and says, no, nah, there's a little people that I can choose. 
72, you know, a, a number, a very small number, under 100. But God picked these people. He set them apart. And then God sent men and women in their lives that were led of the Spirit of God, that were led of the way of God. And to, when we are, as, I, as I've been preaching for the past three weeks, when we are set apart, when we are, uh, uh, I'm, today I'm settled in what God has. I'm settled in my mind. I'm settled in my heart. I'm settled in my body. I'm settled in my faith. Amen. I'm settled in knowing that God has picked him. Praise God. I become a royal priesthood. I can be a peculiar people. I can be a generation that is not of this world. Amen. Thank you, Jesus, today. for And this is, allows my faith to be settled in such a way. Settled from the word of God. But I have been picked. I have been chosen, like I said, not to be or... Not to live in defeat. God has separated me, and I can walk in his, as the Bible says, out of the darkness over into his light. And the Bible calls it a marvelous light. Someone say marvelous. This is what Peter called it. This is how we are separated. We come out of old things which pass, and we come into new things. You need separation for this. Hallelujah. I mentioned before, we looked at Matthew 25, where even on Judgment Day, goats will be separated from sheep. If you plan on spending eternity, well, you can hang out with the goats, or you can be chosen and be welcome. Amen. My good and faithful servant, you get to, you get to spend eternity or hang out, if you want to lose that term loosely, for all time in the presence of God with the sheep. There's separation. There's separation on Judgment Day. There's separation today. So I thank God. I mean, we need to make up our minds. If you find this difficult, just get saved. Have the mind which was also in Christ. And I thank God today that there was, I mean, Jesus walked separate. Hallelujah. Once he began to preach, they, Jesus didn't even have to separate himself. They just separated. They said, I don't know where he's coming from. I don't know what he sounds like. Something funny. We had to try to get rid of this guy based on what he was saying. They tried to use the law against them. And that's what happens. Law brings death. That's what the Bible says. Spirit. Amen. Jesus was walking in the Spirit as we are to walk in the Spirit. So how do I walk in the Spirit? Right here. Here's, here's, the, here's the Spirit. The word, every word which is Spirit and life, there's the Spirit. You walk according to these words, makes you spiritual. This word will make you spiritual. This word will allow you to be walking after the Spirit. And I thank God for that. Praise God. Amen. God is a, God is a spiritual. God, rather, God is spiritual. And what is spiritual? His words. Hallelujah. Just like what's, you can hear me, you can't touch, you can't feel, I can't, you know, I can't see what's coming out of my mouth, but it's a spiritual thing that is the Word of God. Hallelujah. So we're going to go in, as I said, we're in, in time past, Ephesians chapter 2 in the second verse. It says, this is the way that you used to walk according to the course of this world. Someone say in time past. It's the way I used to walk. That's the way I used to be. That's the way I used to think. But today, praise God, or some of us have been walking the good way, God's way, praise God, the way which leadeth unto life. His name is Jesus. We've been walking that way for a while, praise God. But there has to be a time past for all of us. We all came into this world in sin, short of the glory of God. So that's time past. There's a change things change. The heart changes. The mind changes. The word which has been generated within us or regenerated, if you would, in some of you, every day we come, or every Sunday we come together and we open up the word of God and things happen. Praise God. Things happen in such a way 
where it allows us to continue with God. Someone say, with God. Praise God. So this is, I can continue. This is my commitment. Amen. With God. Again, someone say, with God. I walk in covenant with God. Hallelujah. There's an agreement. God says, if you draw an eye to me, I will draw an eye unto you. This is covenant. I mean, this is God's promises. And God says, ask and you shall receive. This is covenant. And this is how I walk today. This is how I believe today. This is where my hands being to the plow. There's a reason why my obedience is uh, unto God, is unto his way. And we're going to read this in Genesis. If you have Genesis chapter 22, let's go ahead and, and read this. Praise God. Hallelujah. Make sure the Bible is in your hand and open very near to the beginning, about two dozen pages in. Genesis chapter 22, and I'm going to begin reading from the verse, first verse. We're going to look into a uh, small portion of the life of Abraham. Get your Bibles. And it came to pass, Genesis 22, and the first verse. And it came to pass after these things that God did tempt Abraham. In the French translation, it said God would prove Abraham. And said unto him, Abraham, and he said, Behold, here I am. Now, some of you can say, Behold, here I am. Get used to saying that. God's looking for you. Praise God. Hallelujah. Behold, here I am. Are you saying it? Some God, amen. Behold, here I am. I'm listening. That's what God was realizing. Say, okay, Abraham, have I got your attention? All right, Abraham, here we go. Take now thy son, verse 2, thine only son, Isaac, not that other guy, thine only son, Isaac, whom thou lovest, and get thee into the land of Moriah, and offer him, offer him, and offer him, offer him. At this point, I think Abraham started to pay a little more attention. Uh, what'd you just say? Yeah, me and Isaac, we're going to go serve God. Yes, let's go. And offer him, uh, hang on for a sec. Offer him there for a burnt offering upon one of the mountains, which I will tell thee of when you get there. So you get ready to do some walking. And Abraham rose up early in the morning, and he decided to consult his wife, call his lawyer, call the pastor, call a two-week fast. Now, Abraham, when God gave, when God gave in marching orders, and excuse me if I use that term, but when God gave his, his commandment to Abraham, Abraham came to attention, and Abraham said whatever he needed to do, and, and as we read the next couple of verses, we can see that Abraham prepared everything that, he, that would be required of him to fulfill what God was asking him. Take now thy son, thine only son Isaac, whom thou lovest... You're not going to throw away something that doesn't mean anything to you. And when I read this, keep John 3.16 in mind. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, only begotten, the only one he had. Amen. See, when there's only one, it becomes, the, 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 when, when there's only one of something, it becomes a lot more valuable. It becomes a lot more precious. I only have one. Amen. Whatever it is, if it's a, if it's a, if it's an expensive um, ring or jewelry or a stone, something there's only one of those kind, a piece of art will go in value because some painter who's famous 
usually dead by the time he's famous, but, and it's, but there's only, that's, that was his masterpiece, and there's only, and, and it gets, we, you know, people try to preserve it, so this is, I want you to think of these, think of the way I'm describing this as we read this, and just, we just don't glance over these words, but as we read this, and, and where, where God is asking Abraham to do something, and it's not going to be all that easy to do in the flesh. Even God is saying, take Isaac, the one that you love. That's what I want. And I want you to do, get thee into the land of Moriah and offer him there for a burnt offering. This is verse 2, upon one of the mountains, which I will tell thee of. And Abraham rose up early in the morning. And he saddled his donkey, he saddled his ass. I hope this doesn't get me taken off, but. And took two of his young men with him, and Isaac his son, and clave the wood for the burnt offering, and rose up and went, into, went unto the place of which God had told him to go. Then on the third day, someone say three days. Amen. Then on the third day, I can imagine Abraham on the first day after walking, I don't know how, how fast or how far or what kind of, if there was trails or whatever, but God, are we there yet? Nope, keep walking. Day two shows up, God, are we there yet? No, not quite yet, keep going. Third day, are we there yet? Well, look up. See that place way over there? Just keep walking, you're almost there. On the third day, someone say the third day. Amen. I know this is the way, it's not like that anymore. When it comes time to serve God, it doesn't take us three days to get to, somehow I think so. Sometimes I show up Sunday and say, well, maybe it takes them three days to get here because they're still not here. For some folks, it's taken them three years to get here because I still haven't seen them. But we pray for them. Anyways. On the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes, and he saw the place afar off. Verse 5, in Abraham, Genesis 22. And Abraham said unto his young men, Abide ye here with the ass, and I and the lad will go yonder and worship and come again to you. Now, the last four words I underlined, because we be, I begin to see, this begins to, uh, to uh, put on display the faith that Abraham was operating under. And the Bible, if you read in Romans chapter 4, is that the Bible says that this man Abraham was not weak in the faith. The Bible also says in the same chapter that he did not stagger because of his unbelief. The Bible also says that Abraham was strong in the faith. You can, this is New Testament. I know some people don't like, they said, well, that's Old Testament. We got to stick to the New Testament, you know, because with this is the New Church, New Testament, the New Covenant and such. No, the New Testament was written for our examples. And today, when I read from this chapter, when we read together from this chapter, we're giving an example of a man of God who was used of God in several different different, uh, several different areas in his life, several different ways. And now, I mean, he's, he's advanced. Uh, Isaac is a, is a young man coming into his teenage years. And God says, God says, this is what I want you to do. And, you know, I, 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 had it been me, I think I'd have gone into negotiations with God. I was sat there saying, well, God, I know, I, I, think, I think I heard you say Isaac, but you know what? I got two uh, amazing looking sheep in the shed, in the barn, and I got a couple of cows, and I got a beef, and or, uh, uh, not a beef, um, a bull. I got a bull, and uh, how about if I to throw in 12 turtle doves? I get to keep Isaac, and I'll bring you all that. And that's not what God is asking for. Amen. I'm just being honest with you. It had been me. This, is, this will increase my faith as I read this. So when, when God asks for something that I love, amen. first of all, where did Isaac come from? Come from God. No God, no Isaac. 
Because that woman's womb was dead, talking about Sarah. God had to resurrect, God had to do a work in the womb to create, no God, no Isaac. So first of all, anything that I have, this is how I serve God, and this is how I'm able to serve God with joy, and, and because I just know saying, oh, I didn't get this in it, this, none of this is from me. Amen. That doesn't matter. My finances. Amen. But uh, my, my wife, I credit God to, to have given me my Proverbs 31 wife that I have. Amen. All that I have, amen, comes from God. And when God is, uh, God asks for it, it just doesn't, the flesh will sit there and make you think it hurts. But by faith, when we look at this, and I thank God, this, is, this only happened to Abraham, and it only happened once. I don't see in the scriptures where anywhere else was, was tempted or tried to prove their, their faith in such a way except in this chapter. So allow me to spend some time and to exhort to, and to edify the body of Christ from what I'm reading in this chapter. And we see that the faith, when you read, go, jump, just jumping into Romans chapter 4, where it says that because of his faith and because of how he acted and because how he believed, it was imputed unto him for righteousness. This, what Abraham was doing is, the right, is God's righteousness because he was doing God's will. He was accomplishing God's way. And this is what makes a difference because you have people that say, nobody can be righteous. That's because nobody's doing what God wants them to do. Amen? If God says do this and you were to do it, this, you, would be, you would be performing the righteousness of God. That would be righteous. Amen? Our own righteousness is this filthy rag. So when we can sit there and say, well, I did this. I've done enough. Amen. Abraham, like I said, had it been me, would say, I would sit there and say, God, first of all, how come I have to go on a three-day journey to make an offering? Can I make an offering in my house? No. Can't imagine if Sarah was there, you're going to do what with Isaac? You mean the other guy? Ishmael, not Isaac. Isaac? Did you say Isaac? So there had to be a separation. This is where we come up to verse 5. And Abraham said unto his young men, abide here with the ass, and I and the lad go yonder and worship. We will come again to you. But he says, these two, Abraham had in mind, this is the way I see it. Abraham had in mind that these two guys, they'd have probably run some interference. He's tying up his son. What do we do now? I don't know. Just, let's, see, let's see how far this goes. Okay. When he began to brand the knife, they would have ran, I'm sure they would have ran interference. So their separation, they say, well, you're playing with scriptures. No, we can jump, I can jump in the New Testament. Judas takes off. He's doing his thing. Jesus is left with 11 disciples. He goes into the garden in John chapter 17 to pray for you and I. Someone say, thank you, Jesus. And just before he gets ready to pray, he talks to eight of them. He says, you eight, you stay here. Eight of you. Amen. And he says, I want John, Peter, and James, the three of you, you come with me. So there was a separation for what needed to be done in the garden. Someone say, thank you, Jesus. And the Bible says they went a little further, and then Jesus turned around to those. The eight were already asleep, so that's why they got, they got busted out in the first call. They're just going to fall. So, so they, a little further on they went, and the three disciples that were left, Jesus said, now you stay here so that they could sleep, I guess. And Jesus, again, he began to separate himself. So separation again, Old Testament, New Testament, separation, 2023, well, January is gone anyways in a couple of days. Separation is, uh, God is a God that separates, praise God, and that's what makes a difference. So here we have an example of the separation, and like I said before, going before I began to read, if I am separated of God, or if I'm separated by God, or if I'm separated for God, I'm not separated unto defeat. Someone say Amen. 
Amen. God is not separating me so that I remain a loser. God is not separating me that I remain a sinner. God is not separating me that I remain disobedient. God is separating me to make something out of me. Make something that God wants us in here. And I thank God that we see this man, Abraham, as he begins to say, now if I need to do this thing that God needed to do, this this is going to be between me and God. So the two of you stay here and protect the donkey. We'll be back. To begin to see how his faith begins, he begins to sow his faith. Verse 6, and Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and he laid it upon Isaac, his son. And he took the fire in his hand and a knife and they went both of them together. Verse 7, and Isaac spake unto Abraham his father and says, uh, my father, Isaac is not a dummy. Isaac is looking around, we're going to serve God, and all the offerings that I've ever seen before, God always got a billy goat, or he got a lamb, or he got something that was four-footed. I don't see any of that. Um, Hello, father, addressing his earthly dad, Abraham. And Abraham says, here am I, my son. I am reading in the middle of verse 7. He says, behold, the fire and the wood... Where is the lamb for the burnt offering? And Abraham's walking. He's a knife in one hand. He's got the fire in the other hand. Because he didn't have matches and they didn't have lighters in those days. He had to carry the fire and make sure the fire wouldn't go out. I preached on this before. And Isaac spake unto Abraham, his father, and says, Yeah, I think there's something missing. Now here's where I get my title from. God provides. Verse 8. And Abraham said, My son. God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. I'm going to repeat what Abraham says. God provides. This is my general title for this message. God provides. Well, that was for Abraham. Well, God, hold on for a sec. God is not a respecter of persons. So if it's Abraham or Lincoln, that's my name, put, fill in, you put your name in the blank. God is not going to respect you obey. The, Abraham is being tested, if you would. This is the word that we have here. Or tempted, rather. Tempted. And by his obedience, Abraham was able to prove his faith, prove his belief, and prove his confidence that he had in God. By his obedience. James says, faith without works is dead. Amen. So here this man was not just, he wasn't all, you know, all faithful and all believing and such when it came time for him to produce works that would glorify God. And here we are talking about it a few thousand years later, talking about how this man went about doing what God asked him to do. No questions asked. I lost some amens there. God will provide, verse 8, God will provide himself. When I was reading this this week, this stood out to me. When I read, said, the God himself, and it's the exact same translation in the French. I was pointing out to my French brothers and sisters here where it says, God will provide. He does, he provides. And it's for his will. It's for his way. In order for his will and his way to be accomplished, praise God, we can see here where, amen, verse 8, the faith that Abraham set in motion. Praise God. The confession of this man began to change. 
that would ultimately make a difference in his life. Praise God. Here, before my, my cup's empty is a good time for this illustration. There is a man by the name of Bartimaeus in the New Testament. The Bible says he was sitting by the wayside, and he had a beggar's cup, and the beggar was begging. And there he was, begging with his cup. So however a beggar begs, can you spare some change? Do you have a quarter or whatever their money, you know, however, whatever the beggar, this is what was coming out of his mouth. He was begging. So I'm hungry. Can you spare some? Spare some change? Can you spare some? Uh, what are that? He's begging. But then uh, there was a commotion that was heard. Now this, I preached on this before, but in case you, you I want you to, 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 to catch this today. There's a commotion happening. And Bart, Bartimaeus, he, he, he looks around, he says, what's happening? And he says, well, Jesus Christ is, is walking by. Jesus Christ is coming this way. Well, his begging stopped. What was coming out of his mouth changed. He wasn't asking for spare change. He wasn't asking for some financial help. He said, Jesus Christ, Jesus of Nazareth. His cry, his confession changed. And here we have Abraham. I want you to look and see what's coming out of his mouth. When he was telling his son, God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. Hallelujah. For the faith of this man. Someone say faith. So they went, both of them, together. They were still in one accord. How can two walk together unless they be of the same spirit, of the same accord? And they came to the place which God had told them. I'm reading, I'm back in Genesis 22, verse 9. And they came to the place which God had told him of. And Abraham built an altar there, and he laid the wood in order, and bound Isaac his son and laid him on the altar upon the wood. And Abraham stretched forth his hand and took the knife to slay his son. Verse 11, and the angel of the Lord called unto him out of heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And Abraham said, here I am. Here am I. And verse 12 says, and he said, lay not thine hand upon the lad, neither do thou anything unto him. For now I know that thou fearest God, seeing that thou hast not withheld thy son, thine only son, from me. I have one word, underline, I have the last line, thine only son from me, because I underlined that in both two, three different verses where this appears. Because I want you to understand, and I already asked you the question so we know the answer. Thine only son is what God had given, is what God had provided. Now again, had it been me, let me go back to Link, the, the Lincoln scenario, the Lincoln version. I'd have been walking up to this, God, I don't understand, God, you gave me a son, and now you want him back. You went all to this work, and whatever you did to the Sarah, my womb, and, and what was in my loins, and, and then, then Isaac was created. I've been feeding this guy three times a day, and all of a sudden, now you're asking for him back. That would have been me murmuring like an Israelite before the Israelites actually existed, because we're before circumcision here, or just before circumcision, I think. 
around that time anyways. So when we see here where God has put this request or this demand, let's t- I'll take it up a little bit further and just call it, God puts this demand on him. Isaac is, uh, rather Abraham is moving forth step by step, places the wood in order. Probably he wasn't too much in a hurry. Well, I'm going to be taking my time here. One stick, two stick. Isaac, when he begins to see the picture, you made me carry that wood. I slumped this wood on my back all the way up the hill, and then now you're going to throw me on top of this wood pile and light it up? I can just see what may possibly have been going on. But God, knowing his choice that he had already made in Abraham years and years earlier, Abraham, I want to bless you, but you can't be blessed here. You got to pick up and you got to move. Abraham, I want to bless you, or Abraham before he became Abraham. Abraham, I want to bless you, but you can't be blessed with your family. Bunch of idol, idolaters and pagan worshipers, you need to leave. I'm going to take you to a land. It's going to be a good land where I'm going to take you because I'm taking you. Where God takes me, it's good. Someone say it's good. Where God takes me, it's good. Hallelujah. Now, God, the only thing I can go by is this first verse. In my King James Bible, it says, and God did tempt Abraham. So let's see how far Abraham is willing to go. That knife was in the air. And God, by the faith that this man had, God will provide himself a lamb. Verse 12, it says, God stops him. He says, don't lay a hand on that lad. He says, I can see that you are willing not to withhold thy son, thine only son, the one that you loved. Verse 13 says, and Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, there was a, a, in the thicket, in the bush, behind him a ram that was caught in the thicket by his horns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered him up for a burnt offering. Verse 13, the last five words, or six words, in the stead of his sons. I underline this today because when it came time, jump into the New Testament, when God needed someone, he had one person that he could choose, one person that he could pick, one person that was up for the task. That was his son, Jesus Christ. And when it came time for God, Amen. To give God to send and God to give his only begotten son, God did exactly what he was asking Abraham to do. And along came Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And became that gift for you and I today. Someone say gift. Praise God. Hallelujah. Blessed be his holy name. Hebrews 11, chapter 11, verse 19. We read Abraham. Abraham is... uh, it's several thousand years later, and we're still talking about Abraham. So the writer, Paul wrote to the Romans, the writer, I mean, Abraham, these, this, is an, this is an example. And I don't want to say an example of examples, but this is Abraham's example. Sister, thanks for joining with us. We're reading in Genesis chapter 22. Reading about Abraham and Isaac when he was offering Isaac his son. Amen. God provides. So, again, God was asking what, what he had given what God had given him, thine only son. He says, you're not willing to withhold thine only son from me? He says, here, here's a blessing for you. Look behind you. And in the stead of his son was a, a, uh, the sacrifice that God provided himself. Right on time, perfect place, a good spot. We're talking about God. 
where everything, where the will of God is just right. Today, I'm willing to follow God. I'm putting myself into a position where I follow God, where I follow God's way, knowing his plant. That's why we got to read. And I encourage you, if some of you are new to this, just read. Hallelujah. Don't be, don't be nervous or don't be you know, agitated or stressed. Just allow the Holy Ghost, because he, the, the Bible teaches us that the Holy Ghost is our comforter. So we allow the Holy Ghost to read. We got a lot to pick and choose from. Amen. It's, we, we have a lot from, I mean, I've been on the road most of my life, unfortunately, for the past three years, not. But I've had my share of menus and my share of takeout and my share of orders and whatever. It's like, oh, no, not this again. It's all the same. You know, French fries and burgers and pizza and whatever else. You know, some pork chops and lamb, whatever. It's just like, and you get to the point where it's just like the same old thing over and over again. And this is where we have a, when I open up the word of God, when God says, master, come and dine, the master calleth, come and dine. It, that, this, this menu is, it's always fresh. And, it's, and I'm talking spiritually now. The flesh and the blood of Jesus Christ. What I eat, what I drink. Manna with which cometh from above, manna which comes from heaven. I thank God today, praise God. Look at all that we have to choose from. I've been choosing, according to my mom, I began reading when I was around five years old. So five, 61 minus five is how many, do the math, that's how many years that I've been reading, turning the pages and I've been reading. And every day, it doesn't matter, every day when I read, praise God. Some of you have been following me on the blog where I send out the, the text, uh, Brother Jeff, you go back to pretty well day one. I don't know if you can remember the time where that goes back, but it's five or six years. And every day, praise God, something is, where do I read? If it's Old Testament or New Testament, every day there's something that, 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 that just stands out in my spirit, in my mind, in my heart, that it, that is, uh, that, 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 that it just stands out. Amen. It stands out fresh. It stands out as a, as, as renewing my spirit, as, as a regeneration to my spirit to my mind. I wake up with this, and I thank God that through the technology, I can share it with, you know, dozens or hundreds of people that, that my, my, my daily bread, and Brother Quasi, I think a couple of days ago, you, you just wrote back simply, thank God for your daily bread, and, you know, I receive um, amens from you that received the text, and I thank God for, and some of your strangers, the, the people I've never met, or friends of friends, you give me phone numbers and such, and, but I thank God, amen, to be able to sow the word of God into the lives of people, and just allow you, amen, to have a, and have, have an outlook towards the scripture, have an outlook towards the word of God, that this is not some old religion that was good for my grandmother, this is not some old book that just lays, you know, you know useless uh, collecting dust on a coffee table or inside a drawer somewhere, that this book, that every word which proceedeth out of the mouth of God, this is life for me, this is life for my spirit, this is life giving and life providing, it gives me life, not only did it bring me life and gave me life, but it keeps me alive, and I thank God I, I can, that I pray as Jesus taught me to pray, give us this day, give amen today, I need my daily bread, today I want my daily bread, God, give me today my daily bread, hallelujah, so that I can have a substance, amen, that I can be sustained with a sustenance which comes from heaven. Even this is not some ecclesiastical, you know, book that's written from some, some, some uh, carnal institution somewhere where they, where they print just, where they just print things up. This is Holy Ghost uh, inspired. This is divinely given to the, by the Spirit of God unto the body of Christ. And I give God all the praise and give God all the honor and give God all the glory. Praise God for what we have today. That we're walking in a land 
that we can, we can see the darkness, we can practically feel the darkness that is that we're surrounded by, but meanwhile, it may be dark on the outside, but where I'm at today, I can stand in the light, in a marvelous light. The Bible teaches me, and while there is light, Jesus says, walk in the light, and I thank God this is what his word is doing for me today. Hallelujah. Praise God. And these examples that we do have, I give God all the praise and all the glory for that. Someone clap your hands and give God praise. Amen. Shout unto God. Hallelujah. With the voice of triumph for his word. Hallelujah. Praise his holy name. Hallelujah. I don't want you to, don't consider this book dead. Amen. This is not dead. This is life. Praise God. So you look at Abraham and what he was, said, son, I know things don't look right, but God will provide. That's where I put my title up. God provides. Hallelujah. I'm not waiting for my bank to provide. I'm not waiting for, for I'm not going to, I'm going to pray to God. I'm going to look up into the hills or onto the hills. And I've learned to look up just a little bit past the hills to where God is. For my help cometh from the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. And I thank God for that. You can pray God. Even when they announce there's a plague and there's people dying all over the place, I thank God that I was able to pray to Jesus Christ, my deliverer, Jesus Christ, my healer. Some people stood up behind their pulpits and they prayed, God, you know, they, they, were, they were praying for the vaccine to work. I, know what, I don't know what works. I don't know what doesn't work. But I know one thing that does work is Jesus Christ. That is the only thing that will outlast, that outlive, that will, from the first day of my life until the last day of my life, and then for all eternity, it's Jesus Christ and him crucified today. This is what we need to have, this understanding, and to start to, start to loosen the ties that we have with this world. Hallelujah. You see what Abraham, he left his donkey behind. He left his servants behind. He says, here, son, you carry the wood because I got, I, I, in one hand, I've got, the, you know, the, the, in my both hands, I have the tools, what's necessary. You need to carry the wood. Yeah, is there something missing? No, there's not because my God shall provide. Praise God. If you look at your ATM balance, is there something missing? Say, God, you provide. Here it is. I've given my offerings. I tithe. I'm serving you with obedience. I'm doing what you want me to do. You've laid out your plan in my life. And I thank God I understand it and I see it and I foresee the, the results. I know what will take place uh, when I walk uh, in the obedience through your spirit, when I walk, amen, doing those things which are pleasing in your sight. Uh, and I thank God today, praise God, say, God provide. God provide for my health. God provide for my strength. God provide for me at school. God provide for me through a excuse me, through my midterms. God provide for me through on the school bus. God provide for me at work. God provide for me wherever I am. Hallelujah, as long as I am found within the will of God, within the center of his will, I know, hallelujah, just like Abraham was able to say, God will provide, amen, someone say God will, hallelujah, provide, let's keep reading, because it gets better, hallelujah, it gets better, with God it always gets better, amen, sister, so, the, so Abraham, he calls the name of this place on verse 14. He calls the name of this place Jehovah-Jireh. As it is said to this day, in the mount of the Lord it shall be seen. Or it's, if I ask my Jewish friends what that means, it says the Lord provides. Jehovah-Jireh is the, the, Lord which, the Lord which provides. 
And so it shall be seen, it shall be provided. When it's provided, you get to see it. And so this area is known as this, and God becomes known as a God. My God shall provide. Amen. The Lord, my provider. Praise God. That's how you can say it if you want to translate it into English. The Lord, my provider. That's why I wrote for my title, God provides. Amen. So now it gets better. And the angel of the Lord called unto Abraham out of heaven the second time. You got to love the second time. Had Abraham not been walking in obedience, there wouldn't have been a second time. If there's no first time, there's no second time. And I want you to see what the second time is all about. Verse 16, and God says, the Lord calls unto Abraham, and he says, by myself have I sworn. Hallelujah. Praise God. Immutable, unmovable, unchangeable, everlasting, eternal. God is about to speak something. Something's about to come out of his mouth. Thank God for the second time. Someone, someone say the second time. Hallelujah. Praise God. Remember, you, there's no second time without the first. You say, yeah, but that first, that's a tough one. I don't know, but with God. Did God provide? He went in the flesh. Yeah, it's tough. But did God provide? Amen. Are you reading what I'm reading? I'm reading from a King James. Did God, God provided? Praise God. Like I said, the, Paul, when he wrote to the Romans, he says, faith was reckoned. The faith that this man's faith was reckoned to him, it was as his righteousness. Praise God. But we're at the good part. Verse 16. I have sworn, this is God saying, I have sworn, saith the Lord, for because thou hast done this thing. Now, had you not done this thing, the conversation would be a little different. But because thou hast done this thing, and I thank God, I don't want to go into this too much, and I don't want to, but I want to be clear on it. We're not saved by works. Again, Ephesians 2, verses 8 and 9, but when you get to verse 10, you're going to be doing some things, and you're going to be doing some good things, and when you're doing good things, if you're doing good things, those things are ordained of God, because good things come from God. In the flesh as a sinner, you're not doing good things at all. And I mentioned, that's why I mentioned in Ephesians chapter 2 in the, second, in the second verse, in times past. And then we come along and we think that we're doing something, you know, that we're acceptable unto God. No, sin is not acceptable unto God. We sit there and say we can't be found uh, in, um, uh, because of our society or because of our upbringing or because of who we are. When you read the scriptures, God will make a way for you and you'll begin to walk a different path. Amen. You, you need a different heart and a different mind, uh, a different vision to walk a different path. And the Bible says once, yeah, when I read the scriptures, Jesus said in Matthew 7, once you walk through that gate which is straight uh, and you begin to follow that way which is narrow. Amen. I don't know how many times I've been accused. You're so narrow-minded. It's King James Bible, and it's Jesus Christ. You're so narrow-minded. Well, maybe I'm narrow-minded because the way is narrow. Amen? So you, may, you need to have a narrow mind to walk a narrow way. That's the way I'll look at it. If I believe if what you're saying. 
Amen. My, way, my mind is so narrow that there is only one thing on my mind. That's Jesus Christ. I don't think you can get any more narrow than that. There is only one way, and it's a narrow way, and his name is Jesus Christ. Amen. Buddha is not going to work out in a good way. Mohammed is not going to work out in a good way. Amen. We need to come to it. I Googled this week, amen, the most popular boy's name in 2022, listen, in the UK. So I don't know what the UK is, but England or whatever, the United Kingdom. The most popular boy's name at birth in the UK in 2022. It wasn't Harry after the prince, or what's the other prince's name? Prince Charles. It wasn't Charles after the new king. You think, oh, Charles is King Charles. Let's name my son Charles after the king. No, the most popular, 2022 in the UK, the most popular boy's name given to boys being born in 2022 was Mohammed. Not in Iraq. In the UK. So all this, sometimes, and I've had flax. If you, you get up there and you say some things sometimes, and, you know, you need to take it easy on, the, on current events, on what's happening in this world. Well, I'm telling you what's happening. Since I'm talking about a narrow way, tomorrow, the next step that you make on that narrow way, it just might be a little narrower. Try to fit through sometimes. You know, you ever gone through, try to fit through a fence or try to fit through a post or something or try to squeeze in? It doesn't fit this way because, you know, shoulders are broad. Not, maybe not mine, but you can fit this way and you got to fit through like this. I'm talking about a narrow way. I don't know how many people would have walked where Ab how Abraham walked. This was a narrow way. But let's get to the good part. Verse 6, he says, I have sworn, saith the Lord, verse 16, for because thou hast done this thing and hast not withheld thy son, thine only son. I like how God just emphasized thine only son, the one that you loved. The one that means so much to you. Amen. Abraham had an, he had an assurance in him saying, well, hang on for a second. Let me do some math. If God said that this is the promise, Isaac is the promise, and by Isaac, my seed, I think everything's going to be fine because God has given me this promise. I mean, he didn't stagger. This didn't make his faith all wobbly. Oh, no, I don't know. Maybe I've been sitting in the wrong church all these years. Maybe I've been listening. I knew better than listen to. We Sometimes we come up with some things our mind tries to convince us in a way which is not a godly way. All of a sudden, our contentment, you know, becomes, uh, it, it begins to stagger. I'm going to use words that the King James uses. He staggered not because he was strong in the faith. Praise his holy name. So he says, so now God is telling him in verse 17, he says that in blessing, I will bless thee. Hallelujah. Who's doing the blessing? God. Who have I decided to follow? God. I'm not going to chase after the world. I'm going to chase after God. That my life may be fulfilled in God. That my life may be fulfilled by God. Hallelujah. Amen. My gain, as Paul wrote, my contentment, my gain that it be, my gain be godly. From God. Hallelujah. Not the things. Seek ye first the kingdom of heaven. Not the things. Praise God. Follow peace. Follow holiness with all men in peace. Without such no man shall see the Lord. This is what the Bible teaches us. You begin to follow the right thing, the right way, the right path. You begin to follow God. Things will become right because God is right. God is righteous. Hallelujah. Amen. When you're on the wrong way, things go wrong. But when you're on the right way, things go right. And his, that, that way is Jesus Christ. Are you with me? Praise God. If God was able, I'm talking about God providing, if God was able to provide for my sins, 
This is important. This is critical of all things. If God was able to provide his son, his only son, and he was, that, that provision was made for the atonement of my sin through his blood which was shed on Calvary, what about the little things? Why am I concerned about the little things? Jesus said, don't be worried about what you're going to wear. Don't be worried about what you're going to eat. Birds are just flying around. They're not worried. He said, I want Jesus. I don't want you to be like this. Hallelujah. Because the important things where I needed a savior, where I needed in my stead to replace, because this is what we read, where Isaac, get the King James version on this, in the stead of his son, verse 13, the last six words that I have underlined, in the stead of his son, Jesus was nailed to the tree. He was nailed to the cross in my stead. I was the sinner. Jesus wasn't the sinner. He had, uh, he had to become the gift of God. He had to enter into this world to take away the sin of this world. That's the gift that I needed. That's the gift that you needed. This is who Jesus Christ is. This is who Jesus Christ was. And I thank God today, praise God, if I look at that, amen, without, uh, without uh, neglecting so great a salvation, some, there's another scripture verse, someone say, that was a great thing, yes, it was a great thing that Jesus accomplished on the cross, your hands better be up and your hands better be thanking Jesus right now for what he has done for you and I, because this is the blessing that we live in, and I'm going to worry about something else, I'm going to open up my fridge and go, oh no, I'm going to call up the bank manager and go, oh, well, you know what? Mr. Unsaved man, Mr. Heathen, can you help me out? God is my help. God is my strength. In God I put my trust. Hallelujah. I'm losing some amens, but let me keep reading. He says, in blessing I will bless thee, and in multiplying I will multiply thy seed as the stars of the heaven, and as of the sand Sorry, and as the sand which is upon the seashore, and thy seed, listen, excuse me, and thy seed shall possess the gate of his enemies, and in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. Why? Read it with me, verse 18, and read it out loud. Because thou hast obeyed my voice. This is God speaking. Did God provide? Yes. God came to him a second time, and he says, now because thou hast obeyed my voice, the man was walking with an indisputable faith. And I said, don't, don't worry about it. God will provide for himself. When you get to the last page in the Old Testament, the book of Malachi ends, and then we go into... Two, three hundred years of, I don't know, they, they may call it darkness, but whatever, just nothing, nothing much happening. God needed to provide. And God, amen, gave us his only begotten son. Hallelujah. And I thank God today, this is where my contentment lies. Amen. My contentment lies not in what is being as far as the blessing is concerned, but my contentment is, is I embrace the blessor. Amen. I embrace, amen, the one who provides, not what he has provided. 
Hallelujah. This is how I serve God today, knowing that God within God lies an infinite resource of possibilities, of of supply, if you would, of blessings, even up on a daily basis. And I thank God today where I put my faith and where I put my trust, uh, it is in God. I'm not going to lean on the horse, and I'm not going to lean on the chariot that the horse pulls, because the Bible says, don't do that. You'll be cursed if you do that. I thank God that there is a better way. There is a way that works. There is a way that is undeniably uh, above and beyond. It transcends anything that 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 is that, trans- that comes from this world, that or- originates in this world, and that way is the way which God has set in motion all these years past. And I thank God you can see how what God, amen, provides or when God puts something in motion, it's just, it's everlasting because God is an everlasting God. Hallelujah. Amen. God says, Abraham, you're blessed. Well, what about my son? I'll bless your son too. What about his sons and his daughters? I'll bless his sons and daughters too. And their seed will be blessed and their seed will be blessed and their seed it, even until to today. Galatians chapter 3 is for you and I today. We're still living under that umbrella if you would, uh, under that blessing that Abraham started because Abraham said, okay, the, you want the thing that I love? Come on Isaac, we're going to go serve God. Amen. But he did it in such a way where he had, where his faith would not stagger, where his faith did not wobble, it didn't waver either, where he was able to tell his son, he says, God provides, amen, he'll provide for himself, and when I take that phrase, that part of that verse, and I bring it all the way into the New Testament, where John the Baptist point, he says, behold the Lamb of God, God provided a Lamb for you and I, a Lamb of God that came into this earth, yeah, he was refused and rejected, but thank God I'm not refusing and I'm not rejecting today, I'll take Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, I'll believe it in my heart and confess it with my tongue, because John the Baptist was pointing to that man, saying, behold the Lamb of God, which is coming to the world to take away the sins of this world, Hallelujah. Someone say, take away. Praise God. Hallelujah. This is why I don't see how people get mixed up. Where they stand in the church and say, we're all messed up, we're all sinners. No, Jesus Christ came to take that away. Is he, is he able to do that? Hallelujah. Is Jesus Christ a failure? No. Is Jesus Christ a faller? No. Is Jesus Christ, I mean, did he miss? No. Nothing. Jesus Christ, praise God, is. When you, when you look, look at how Peter described, he says, much more precious than gold, much more precious than silver, it, better than any four-legged animal that existed. I don't care if that lamb was without spot or without blemish. I don't care if it had a perfect coat. If there was not, you know, when I talk to my Jewish friends about sacrifice, when, when, they, when they had to, when that lamb, I'm talking about the four-footed beast in the Old Testament, when they, when they brought that to sacrifice, you know, it couldn't have like, 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 a, like well, how you and I would relate, or I can at my age, it couldn't have a white hair. So that, that lamb that they were going in the barn amongst all their sheep and they're looking for a sheep, if that sheep, that's what a spot was. The sheep had like a brown little... You know, some of you, you, you know, you have a, a rabbit that's going you know, be all gray and then all of a sudden one of its feet are, are white or right, you know, its cheek or, or you have a cat that's all black and it's got a white foot or a white tail or something. That, that, if, if you were, and we don't sacrifice cats and rabbits, don't take anything out of context here. But if you were, if this was part of that sacrificial element of the Old Testament, that wouldn't, that wouldn't work. 
It had to be, its vision had to be perfect. It couldn't have a spot of, so you had these, you would have these um, uh, shepherds that uh, producing sheep and such, and that's how, you know, it couldn't be lame or halt or missing a leg. You, you didn't want to bring any reject to God. And this is who Isaac was. Your son, your only son, not the other guy that you made, your son, the, only, the one that you love. I mean, God could see that Abraham was about to, was, was about to provide up to the very last second. God, told, he, God says, I can see you're not willing to withhold. Praise God. So when we look at what God is, the will of God that he has in our lives today, praise God. And I'm going to go back to the blind Bartimaeus when he saw Jesus Christ coming. He says, here, take my cup. Off came the robe, and he went up to Jesus. He called Jesus of Nazareth. Amen. He had the old school way of worship. Hallelujah. And he went to Jesus with the faith that he had. Jesus, what do you want me to do? Well, he said, I'm blind, man. Open up my eyes. Amen. If we can give God a little bit of faith to work with. If you read Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, it says, well, the first phrase says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence. Amen. Abraham had faith, and he was walking. To the place where God wanted him to, wanted him to go, and it's, there was no evidence. Isaac's looking around saying, I don't see anything around here. God, the Lord will provide himself. So the faith that Abraham had produced evidence. The works that Abraham was putting, that Abraham's putting his faith to work. Walking three days, that's putting some faith to work. And Abraham turns around to Isaac. He says, God provides. Someone say, God provides. Now someone say, in my life. Hallelujah. God provides in my life. Amen. And I, so when you, and God hasn't changed. Like, I don't think I finished this thought when God said, oh, well, that was way back in the Old Testament. Well, God's not a respecter of persons. And I think the second part of that argument, which I didn't bring, you know, lay this on the table. God doesn't change. So God, did God provide for Abraham? Not a trick question. Did God provide for Abraham? Yes. So is God going to provide for Lincoln? Yes. Provided, since we're talking about provisions, no pun intended, provided that I received the report, that Abraham report, because thou hast obeyed my voice. So Abraham, verse 19, returned unto his young men, and they rose up, and they went back home, which was in Beersheba. They went back home with the blessing of God. Someone say the blessing. Someone else say, I'm blessed. Amen. God provides. So back to Bartimaeus. He was, he was able to, he forgot about his begging. Spare some change, spare some change, spare some change. That, you know, can you help me out with some money? That changed to Jesus Christ. Amen. At the end of the day, can you help me find my way home? That changed to Jesus Christ. I was blind, but now I see. I was lost, now I'm found. Someone say, thank you, Jesus. 
Amen. I'm not begging anymore. I'm not sitting by the wayside. Way, by the, I'm not on the wayside, man. I'm smack dab in the middle. I'm walking the center line of the way which leadeth unto, unto life, and that way is Jesus Christ. The prophet prophesied, he says, and there shall be a way, and that way shall be called the way of holiness, and there's no wayfaring, there's no beast that's going to be messing up that way. I thank God today to be found on that way, and his name is Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Someone say Jesus. Because that's what Bartimaeus said. Amen. He was yelling out, Jesus of Nazareth, Jesus of Nazareth. And he was able to go home. Praise God. Hallelujah. Well, that's a pretty hard thing. And I'm going to bring this in as I bring this to conclusion. When we look at, when you read Genesis 22, I understand that's a hard thing. And when we read here where, the, where the, the, the proving that he had to go through, if you read, go back to the first verse, it says, when God did tempt Abraham. When we go into the New Testament, the Bible teaches us that we will not be tempted above and beyond what we are, are not able to handle. So when these things come our way, God's not going to overwhelm us with what you and I cannot handle. I know sometimes or oftentimes the flesh is ready to give up. And if we can take or make it one more step to see God, one more step to allow our faith to work just a little bit longer, to, 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 to dominate over the, the thinkings that the flesh can come up with, unclean spirits, the ways and the strategies that, excuse me, that the devil will use to work against us. Amen. I thank God that when I read, when we read, we have read this, when we have read this together, and we can see where God brings into, brings Abraham back into his plan, where he says, since we're going to talk about blessing, he says, I will bless you. And God wants to fulfill his plan in your life. And it doesn't matter how old you are. Maybe this is new to you. This is a new concept saying, I don't know if I've ever read this before. I, 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 just first time I'm kind of hearing these things. If you're new to this, um, realize that, I mean, after Abraham, we have so many other examples in the Bible as well. Amen. Solomon was blessed. Solomon was blessed before God blessed him. Amen. He had, he had finances before God says, I'll make you the richest. I'll prosper you above anybody else in this world. After Solomon made, uh, rather, sorry, after Solomon made his request to God. You read where Solomon was to bring sacrifice to God. And I think under the law, Solomon would have had to provide seven different sacrifices for the, I've taught on this before. It's I don't want to get weighed down by this, but just seven. Solomon turned around and he told God, he says, God, I got 1,000. Not seven. I got 1,000 sacrifices that I'm going to offer unto you. Amen. This does, this moves God. God was moved here. God was moved by Abraham when he says, Are you, man, he says, you're not willing to withhold your son, your only son. God says, you know what? I'm going to bless you. I'm going to bless you in such a way that you're going to be blessed, that your son is going to be blessed, that your son's sons and their children, their daughters can be blessed. And that blessing, that perpetual, God, today that blessing, well, as I said, if we, were, if we were to jump into Galatians chapter 3, we can see where the plan of God is still 
in motion. The plan of God is still in effect. The plan of God, it hasn't run out. Amen. I know you sit there and say, well, that, that's kind of impossible to agree. And I know some people, I, I've even had people, I, I guess they're believers because they know scripture. And they said, well, you know, the Bible and, you know, pulling a knife and tying up your son and pulling a knife on him. And they, they use this to discredit the Bible and make it sound like these are impossible accounts to believe or to certify or to put our faith in. But mission impossible is for the unbelievers. Amen. God, God put his son on a mission. Nobody else can handle what Jesus Christ went through. But because he was able to say, it's not my will, but God's will, it's your will be done. I thank God today what God has for you and I is because we believe. Give God some faith to work with. When that blind, mind, when that blind man came to Jesus, Christ, and he just said, yeah, so just open up my eyes. Praise God. That's all, the, that's all Jesus needed to hear. Amen. Jesus knew what was wrong with him. I've taught on this, I've taught on this before. The blind man coming up, you can imagine Okay, Jesus says, what do you want me to do for you? Yeah, I need some money. No, he says, open up my eyes, and everything else will be taken care of. Amen? Jesus knew. Jesus is Jesus. He knew very well that he was blind, but, he had to, but Bartimaeus had to say it. He said, I want you to open my eyes. I need my sight. Okay, that's what you, you get your sight. Abraham had to say, God will provide for himself, by himself, and by his means. He will provide for the sacrifice. Hallelujah. Did God provide? Yes, God did provide. And I thank God for that provision, praise God, that we have. Praise God. Hallelujah. Doing the will of God. This is, find out the will of God in your life today. It's not, it's not that difficult or complicated to understand. Do the will of God. Praise God. Hallelujah. When you do the will of God, you undo the will of Satan. The exact opposite. Praise God. Hallelujah. And that's what you and I, this is what we need to do today. Praise God. I, I thank God for that. Praise God. We can't sit there and do nothing. Like I said, Abraham, we, when we read the account on Abraham, Abraham didn't sit there and say, well, okay, God, I heard you. Let me think about that. I'm going to ask my wife what she thinks. No. Let me ask my, you know, my neighbor what he thinks. No. Amen. God gave that plan to Abraham, and the Bible says he got up the next morning, got everything he needed, had the fire. He didn't show up saying, well, God, I'll catch you another time. There's my son, but, you know, I ran out of fire. Forgot the wood. There was no excuses. Abraham didn't, he didn't offer to God any excuses. He did, he needed, God said, this is what I want you to do. And Abraham did everything in his power, in his ability, what he had, and he constructed the way of God into his life on instruction that he had received from God. Amen. There's 10 lepers that came to Jesus. I'm going to close with this in Luke chapter 17. They came to Jesus, and the Bible says that when Jesus, he, he prayed, he blessed them and, and, and sent them. He says, I want you to go look. This is in Luke 17, verse 14, where Jesus said, I want you to go show yourself unto the high priest. And in Luke, uh, Luke 17, verse 14, it says, and as they went, 
They didn't stand there and there go, well, no use going to the high priest. We all still messed up. They walked in obedience. Jesus says, go to the high priest. Yeah, but I'm not cleansed yet. Skin's still falling off. We're still ugly. Go and show yourself to the priest, which is funny because leprosy and the priest under the law, that didn't work at all. So Jesus had a little bit of sense of humor there saying, go show yourself to the priest, see what they say. But Jesus also knew by the time they get there, they'd be cleansed. Listen, and the Bible says, as they went, hallelujah, any lawful person standing there said, no, Jesus, leprosy? No, 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 the high priest can't go. No, he can't. not allowed to touch the leprosy. They're outside the camp because of their uncleanness. Just go show yourself to the priest. Go show what the Lord has done, what the Lord can do. And the Bible says, as they went. Sometimes when you don't feel like going, but as you go, God provides. Amen. You don't feel to say, I don't think I'm strong enough to stand up. You stand up and God provides. Your strength is renewed. Hallelujah. You look at something and sit there and say, I don't know if my finances can cover that. You begin to put yourself to as they went. One of them came back. You read it five, six verses later, Luke, uh, Luke 17, 14, five verses later, I think, where the one comes back and Jesus says, and I'm going to close with this. Jesus looked at the man and says, where's, the, where's everybody else? And he says, you know what? Go thy way. He says, thy faith has made thee whole. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thy faith has made thee whole. We're talking about, I'm t- talking about God providing. I'm going to pray in two minutes. God providing, but I'm also talking about the faith that this man, Abraham, was able to, in full demonstration, in full manifestation, we could see how Abraham proceeded with the plan of God in his life. And he instituted, he started a blessing that began, praise God, hallelujah. And it's still, the promise of God is still there for you and I. 60 seconds. If you want this in your life, it comes from this. It comes from the word of God. I want you to fall in love with the Bible. If you're still a sinner, well, it's not going to work. Good luck with the things of this world because that's what sinners do. You're involved with whatever this world wants to offer. Today I'm offering you something a little. I stop myself by saying a little because it's not a little. It's like a whole lot better than what this world has to offer. And his name is Jesus. So I want you to make that choice today before it's too late. We're talking about and say, well, this is, you know, you may not have used a very good example. Well, I got the second. The first time God spoke, yeah, it was a little tough. Not above and beyond. I mean, he didn't overwhelm Abraham. He wasn't tempted above what he could not handle. Abraham could handle it. Amen. Abraham was able to handle it. And then when God came the second time, God says, now that I see how obedient and you weren't willing, you weren't going to withhold your son, he said, talking about the blessing, I will bless thee, and I will multiply thee. This is God the second time. And he says, I'm doing this to you and to your family and to your generation after generation because you were obedient to my voice. Begin. This is the voice of God. This is what we have today, where you can read what God, what thus saith the Lord. You read what God says. You become obedient to this scripture. The blessing is there. The, subsequently, amen, the blessing will follow. Praise God. As they went, 
they were healed. Blind Bartimaeus, say man, he's blind Bart, he looked at Jesus, I need my eyesight, okay? Open up these eyes. This is Jesus Christ, this is the God whom we serve today. If you want this in your life, it's simple. You believe it in your heart, Romans chapter 10 teaches us, verses 9 and 10, 8, 9, and 10. You believe it in your heart, then you confess it with your mouth. Say, so what do I need to confess? That Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior of my life. How does this? You ask God for forgiveness, say, I'm tired of disobedience, I'm ashamed of the way that I've been living all these years, and before it's too late, God be merciful unto me, a sinner. Before it's too late, God be merciful unto me, a sinner. Before it's too late, 15 seconds, I'm going to pray. I want to pray for you. You can write down in the comment section and say, well, yeah, I need, I need you to pray for me, and, or I want you to pray for me, or I need that prayer in my life right now, and we're going to do that. Praise God. Everyone stand. Father in heaven, as we look up from whence cometh our help today, first and foremost, before I say anything else, thank you so much for providing. You are the Jehovah Jireh, the Lord, amen, which provides. Amen. The Lord which gives. And I thank God today, praise God. Amen. Whatever trial, whatever situation we need to go through, Abraham, look, we look at what our father in the flesh, our father Abraham, was able to perform and how he was able to proceed with what you had asked him to do. And we look at that outcome. And I pray that outcome in the lives of all my brothers and sisters, especially the young people in school, because they're standing strong. They're standing in the, in the, in the, in the power of your might. Those listening online as well, in Jesus' name, bless them, praise God, as they are found doing your will. The offers are pouring in from this world. Jobs, boyfriends, girlfriends, automobiles, whatever. The list, is so, the list is so long, but nothing, nothing compares to you. Nothing compares to what we have received today from your word. And I thank God for every word which proceedeth out of your mouth today. Lord, I pray that your word be found in our hearts, in our souls, in our minds. The few verses that I read today, and maybe I quoted a few other verses, and thank God for my brothers and sisters that posted the verses and in, in, with all the right words and for the, for the word or a line or two that I missed in some of the verses. But these words are life to us. And I thank God today that we are not found in a famine, that we have come into your presence today to dine. And Lord, the dining was good. The flesh of Jesus Christ. And as we drank his blood, that manna which cometh from above today, I thank God today it was good for our souls. It was good for our hearts and good for our mind as well. We looked at this man in the, New, in the Old Testament, Abraham, and his obedience was spoken of, or, or rather written of, in the New Testament, making all the difference in our lives today. We will apply the two, three verses of Abraham that we can read in Hebrews chapter 11 to our lives. We will apply Galatians chapter 3 to our lives. We will apply... Romans chapter 4 to our lives. Even Jesus spoke of Abraham. And I thank God today, praise God, that this man, his faith, his way of doing things based on what he would hear you say, praise God. We have so much more today. We're washed in the blood of Jesus Christ. We have your word. We have this book in our hands, Old Testament, New Testament. Praise God. It's a better way for us 
And I thank God today that we are going to take into account what has been given us. And Lord, I pray, I come against every wicked spirit that there is that is trying to rob, to kill, and to destroy in Jesus' name. I thank God that what we have received from you today, that you have given us everything that we need to keep what we have received from you today. The devil is a liar. He's a thief. He's the father of lies. And I thank God today that we can defeat his purpose as we go about to accomplish your will in the name of Jesus. This is my prayer for everyone today that is listening. If someone needs forgiveness, forgive them. As far as the east is from the west, they are forgiven, Lord. This is your word. Be faithful unto them by your word with what you have spoken. If they're asking for your mercy, be merciful unto them. If they're asking for your grace, pour your grace upon them, Lord, in Jesus' name, that we may continue to walk this way, that we may continue to walk in the way which you have ordained for us, foreordained before the foundations of this world were laid. And I thank God today that we can be found in that way today in Jesus name praise God nothing that you ask of us is out of control nothing that you ask of us is too hard nothing that you ask of us is is above and beyond our measures praise our measure our capability our abilities in Jesus name praise God so ask praise God amen make us that servant which is profitable unto your kingdom make us that servant that is doing those things which are pleasing in your sight Lord in Jesus name and as we do your will we will undo the will of the devil we will undo the will of Satan and as we do your will your will be done on earth as it is in heaven from this day forward in Jesus name by my brother by my sister, by every single person listening, as we become doers. We fall in love with the Word of God, and we become doers, doing what you have asked us to do. Praise God. I thank God for that strength, for that power to do it. Hallelujah. For the faith to do it. Say, yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Call my name. Here am I. Amen. I'm right here, God. Right where you want me to be. Praise God. Find my brother. Find my sister. Find me. Praise God. So that this year, as we, we, we're going to turn a calendar page in a couple of days. Whatever happened to the first month, it's already gone. But 2023 is a good year. And I thank God for that blessing. Praise God. As we make it a good year, as we make it a profitable year unto you in Jesus' name. Praise God. For the, that soul that is asking for salvation, it takes place in their life right now, is to decide that Jesus Christ be Lord and be Savior of their life from this day forward in Jesus' name. A blessing in their life. Praise God. I pray these things in the name of Jesus. I thank God for the message that we have heard today, that it has been a blessing unto us, and we continue, praise God, in the benefits which you daily load, we're loading upon us daily, that we can walk under, we can, that we can stand, that we can walk, that we can be where the windows of heaven are opened, praise God, and there is a pouring of that blessing upon us, praise God. I thank God that we continue to serve you this way, praise God. As it is written in your word, thou crownest the the year with thy goodness and thy paths drop fatness. I give you all the praise and the glory for this. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. Praise God. That last verse I quoted was Psalm 65, verse 11. Thou crownest the year with thy goodness and thy paths drop fatness. I want you to be found in the paths of God today. From this day forward, your steps are ordered of the Lord. And you'll find out when God says, this is, my son is obedient. My daughter is obedient. They are doing what I have asked them to do. They are accomplishing, you know, in their life, they're accomplishing the will of God. And God says, because you are obedient, because you obey my voice, I will bless you. Praise God. So my name is Lincoln. I love you. Until the next time, be blessed. Continue in the word of God.
as you listen to the uh, teaching, to the encouragement, to the understanding that we receive from God, how on his behalf to do what thus saith the Lord, to walk pleasing in his sight, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. I thank God for the things that are being added in your life from this day forward. God adds, God multiplies as we continue to serve God with what we have and with who God, with what God has given us. This is who we are, praise God, being, being a person that is set apart, praise God, but I'm settled, praise God, and I'm set in my ways, which is God's ways, praise God. Amen. I've made my ways God's ways, and I'm set in the ways which God has given or placed in my life. In Jesus' name, praise God. I want you to be blessed that same way. Until the next time, be blessed. Fall in love with the Word of God. I love you. You're listening to That's the Truth. In Jesus' name, let's give him a good hand. Thank God for that message that you are hearing today. Hallelujah. Praise his holy name. Well, I trust the word of God has blessed you today. God has given us a generous portion of our daily bread. All the glory be unto God. Someone say, thank you, Jesus. Remember, you can see the video and audio files of this teaching on our YouTube channel, That's the Truth, as well as our Facebook page, Link with God. Please share these links with your friends and family so that they too can be blessed. This is how you can help me preach the gospel of Christ, salvation for this generation. Stay tuned. There's a lot more of the word of God coming right up. My name is Lincoln, and you're listening to That's the Truth. That's the Truth.